Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, your host, and I'm joined in the studio by the lovely <laughs> Tammy Slay, my lady, my girlfriend from Dallas, Texas. Thanks for stay, doing this whole show with me. Oh, this has been so fun. Thanks for inviting me. Remember, you can, if you want to, Tammy, and anybody else can, they can go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. It's how you can communicate with us. You can ask questions. You can tell me I'm stupid and I got something wrong on the air. <laughs> we talked about all kinds of superstitions in terms of buying a new home, and maybe I misquoted some stuff there. You can make comments, push back. You can share ideas, which we love. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love everybody to be a subscriber to our podcast. Tammy, each week we pick one specific Metro Atlanta neighborhood to call out critical changes to let homeowners in that neighborhood know whether or not they might have an advantage or a disadvantage when it comes to selling a home in that neighborhood. And I think that kind of information is so important, don't you? Oh, totally. I would assume when you go on a listing appointment or anybody in your office does, I would assume that you uh, make sure that they're fully educated on the market. Yes. Well, each week we pick one specific Metro Atlanta neighborhood just to call out those critical changes, let you know you how you as a homeowner in the neighborhood may have a particular advantage. This one is Briarcliff Woods in DeKalb County, a mailing address of Atlanta. It's probably in the city of Decatur, my guess is. But anyway... If you're going I-85 North to Claremont Road, uh, turn right on Claremont Road, left onto Briarcliff, and then uh, turn left on Fisher Trail to enter. not too far from Emory University, where my daughter Stacy works, just north of there a little bit. But let's take a look at what happened over the last three years. In 2020, now there's about 400 homes in the neighborhood. In 2020, there were 15 homes sold. That's a very low turnover rate for 400 homes. Normally, you would think 400 homes, you'd have more like 30 mm-hmm. homes sold. But they had 15 homes sold. They took 39 days on average, and the average sales price was $520,000. That ranged from a low of three forty dollars to a high of 730000 Sales price to list price ratio, 97.9%, which means sellers agreed to a 2.1% discount before they went under contract with a buyer. Let's take a look at 2021. 25 homes sold. That seems mm-hmm. about right for a, a neighborhood that size. Average days on the market, 24. Average sales price went from 520000 to 700000 <laughs> from 2020 to 2021. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Went up $180,000. Listen to this. The low sales price, 395000 The high sales price, $1.575 mm. The high price went from 730000 to $1.6 Wow. Average sales price to list price ratio in 2021, 100.6%, mm. which means sellers got 0.6% more than they listed their home for. And then year-to-date this year, 15 sales. So looks like we're going to be back closer to the pace of sales in 2020. Took 30 days on average to sell, which is higher than in 2021. Yeah. Rare that you would hear that. Normally, the days on the market almost went away in most subdivisions in 2022. Average sales price, 712000 so it went up 12000 or 12500 year over year. So not a substantial increase in that neighborhood 2021 to 2022. Low was four seventy five, high priced one point two million, sales price to list price ratio ninety nine point six percent. Interesting that you would have. I'm just going to say that demand in that neighborhood in 2022 is less than 2021. Well, we're not done yet. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, sales price to list price ratios down. 
days on the markets up yeah. here today. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it probably yeah. will end up that way. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. You know, sometimes markets get a big hit, or maybe the inventory that's flowing through the system in 2022 is not as desirable to other people. I mm -hmm. mean, who knows, right? I mean, it could be almost anything. There are 411 homes in the neighborhood. Listen to this. In in 2012, Tammy, the average home in that neighborhood sold for $308,000. All right. Year to date, 712000 Wow. That means homeowners in that neighborhood have increased their equity since 2012 $166 million. Wow. Those 411 homeowners have $166 million more in equity. Now, some of them might have done some financing or things like that, but they should have $166 million more in equity. I think it's so cool. I know you love people being able to build equity in terms of buying yeah. homes, but we were talking earlier today, and you had a conversation with your mother, and I just want to talk about that for just okay, a second, if you sure. don't mind. Yeah. So, so many people are focused on, I'm going to buy a house and I got to make money. I got to make money. I got to make money. And here I have just given you a segment where I showed that homeowners in a particular neighborhood have 166 million in mm -hmm. equity, additional equity. So I've acted like money's the main thing. Your mom owned a home in Dallas, closer down toward downtown Dallas. It's not downtown Dallas, but closer than where she is now. Yeah. And uh, I believe her husband's mother is living with them. Mm -hmm. So they needed more one level living space. And so they moved to a different home. Mm -hmm. And your mother and her husband regretted every day. Yes. And so you made a comment about the home you live in earlier today. Would you share that? Like, like what's most important, like in your opinion, for your mother who is a grandmother, what's most important about her current home? That she loves it. That, that she loves it and that she loves having her grandkids older over and the grandkids love it and they can get the use out of it. And she had that with her prior house. She yep. had the experiences and the joy and the celebrations and it was set up for that yep. and um, and they sold it and they moved somewhere else because they thought they needed to well, and they so thought, they were doing yeah. what they thought was best yeah but your point this morning was so beautiful it was it's really not about the money mm -hmm. if you only have 20, 10 more years yeah. with your kids or 20 more years to be here or whatever it is, why would we spend time in a place where we do not want to be? Now, I know not everybody can afford every house that's their dream home. I get right. that. But we all have the ability to do something right. regarding our housing. And it certainly does make sense to be in a place where everybody can be happy. I think your mom and her husband had a swimming pool. They did. They and I had, think that's probably what they miss a lot. They miss that, and they miss the setup of the kitchen and the living room, and they miss some of their neighbors. They miss their neighbors because they were in a neighborhood that had mostly people similar age, yes. and then now they've moved. And there's, there's nothing wrong with the neighbors, but they're right. all a lot younger they than are. they are. And yeah. at certain stages of life, you want to be there with people who yeah. are kind of in your same stage. And of both life. homes were about the same price. Oh. Yeah. So it wasn't that they sold one big expensive home and, and downsized for yep. any, it, it, both homes, same price. And um, so, yeah, I, I feel for her and we'll, we'll set it all to rights and get that woman back in a house that she, uh -oh, she loves. Uh-oh, we're starting a process. I can feel <laughs> that. I can feel that. Oh, Sue Ann, she might be in some trouble, trouble, trouble. So real quickly... Um, you know I love my backyard. Yes, I, I do. I love yeah. my backyard. And I, w I, I, 
I don't have any grandkids. I've got one coming, by the yeah. way. The, none of the listeners probably know that I have a grandson coming in February, February yay. 24th. I'm going to be a grandfather. Yay, yay. And so I'd love to have some games that people could play in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to talk through some of these and get your thoughts because you are a game queen. <laughs> like you love to have people playing games I and do. activities and people yeah. doing things and so the first game is, and this is a backyard. This is what if what what are what were some of your favorite outdoor games to play when growing up, and then can you still enjoy those in your yard? First of all, supersized tic tac toe, love it. And the, they have hula hoops, and they put the hula hoops down in the shape of the tic tac toe board, and then they take paper plates and put an X or an O, and it. let you put them in tic tac. That was really cool, that right? Is cool, yeah. The next one is the bottle ring toss. Now, oh. I hated the ring toss at the <laughs> local carnival or at Six Flags. I did not like that game. Because you didn't win. I didn't win. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. But this is so cool. They take a little uh, case of like Coke bottles, mm-hmm. and then there's blue bottles and green bottles and things like that, and you just get the little rings and you toss them on there in the yard. And I would assume maybe different points for blue or green or mm-hmm. whatever. Fascinating, right? I love it. Noodle racquetball. Whoop, whoop. Have you ever heard of noodle racquetball? I actually have heard of noodle racquetball. So, and it's good for a swimming pool. Is that the place where you play? Yeah. You don't play it in the yard. You can play it in the yard, but yeah. I'm familiar with it in the swimming pool. So it's literally like they take the swimming noodles mm-hmm. and wrap them around and make some kind of. I assume they put a handle on it and they make a little, almost like a racquetball racket. Mm-hmm. And then they take the netting like you would have on a package of oranges at the grocery store, and they put it around it, and you've got these little balls, and you're hitting with these noodle racquetball. That's awesome. How about backyard hopscotch? Now, I never played hopscotch. <gasps> well, that's not true. I did play If you would have, What would you call it if you had jacks on the floor and you would do hopscotch and pitch, pick up the jacks? Would that be hopscotch? I've never done hopscotch with Jack. Yeah, so you'd put it down. There'd be two or four, and you'd have to pick up the certain amount as you went through it. I remember doing that with my sister. And what if you stepped on a Jack? I don't remember. Maybe I'm making that up, but I think I remember it. Wow. I think I remember it. So how about you? Hopscotch in your backyard. Ooh, what they did is they put stepping stones in the grass. And you have one, two, three, and so you'd go one, and then two feet, and one, and then two feet through the yard on the stepping stones. Isn't that cool? That is cool. There are so many good, good ideas. I want to change the one quick subject, and we've only got about a minute and 15 seconds left. Do people do surveys often in Dallas? Yes. They do. Yeah. In Atlanta, people almost never do surveys. Really? Almost never do surveys. They're not required by the lenders anymore. In most cases, and so, so, but, but this is interesting. What if you bought a home and moved in, and you realized the neighbor's fence was on your property? A survey. So, would you? Do you recommend everybody get a survey? Everybody. Your title companies here don't require nope. a survey either. Nope. How do they know the house exists? Well, because they get an appraisal, so they what know it? it exists. But, 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 survey is really just oh. to protect the lot lines and stuff. And so, but no, they haven't been required now. I don't think they're required on any loans, conventional FHA or VA loans, in meaning to have to get it to get title to the property or required by mm-hmm. the lender. So I would say, Tammy, maybe one in 20 people <gasps> actually get a survey. Whoa, that is survey. very and, different. And here we have enhanced title policy, so it protects the property lines even if you haven't uncovered it. So, But my suggestion is if property lines are important to you, get a survey. If you're looking to sell your hotel home anytime in the next three to six months, 
Call us for our seller confidence plan, 770-497-0000. Tammy, thank you so very much for being here this Saturday. <laughs> will you come back and see us soon? Yes, I will. Take care, Atlanta. We'll see you next Saturday at 9 a.m. Have a good week.